Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. This is the Hockey Podcast Network. Your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Devil's Advocates Rebuilding Hell Podcast, brought to you by the generous folks over at the Hockey Podcast Network. We have another exciting, informative, and well fuck it, rant-filled podcast coming your way. Stay tuned. I hope you enjoy. folks welcome back to the devil's advocates uh shane how we doing today i am good how are you doing today Corey? i'm doing pretty good uh first day after uh mardi gras i can actually drive through my city um and get places in five minutes that take five minutes to get to uh the streets aren't blocked off anymore the, the fucking tourists are gone and it's it's kind of uh it's kind of back to normal again it's really nice well that's good i mean i know what it's like to you know, live in a city that gets interrupted by a festival every year and it kind of reroute like reroutes traffic. Yeah. Which so, what what do you guys have out there? Uh our big like uh, our big one is Blues Fest. It's like a two week uh like a two week music festival thing. Oh, that's sick. Um but it blocks off basically like a direct connection between like downtown and Gatineau, which is on the Quebec side. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it can be frustrating. Oh, absolutely, man. Uh, so it's like my wife and our roommate work in the city, uh, right? My wife is, is the worst one because she works across two of the main parade routes. So you have to sit in on the interstate in the traffic. And then the other, my roommate, um, she works in the heart of the city. So you got to you know, like you got to like roll your window down and hope that a cop comes up to your window to tell them that you're just trying to drop, you know, this person off. Her job is the next street up bullshit, you know, and uh, you're doing it because you don't want to get robbed and the same thing, picking them up. It's just a hassle, but uh, it's over now. So, you know, it's getting back to normal and I'm pretty thankful for that. Yeah, I believe it. It would not, that does not sound like a fun time. It's not. Um, it's like, you know, we're, I was off uh, yesterday, and yesterday was Fat Tuesday. And, man, to be to be honest, I literally did not want to go 
I didn't want to step foot in the city at all. And uh, I only went there just to pick uh, my wife up, and that was it. What, uh, what's Fat Tuesday? Fat Tuesday is um, – <laughs> so, uh, you know, Mardi Gras is basically like – Mardi Gras starts uh, – the parades, we'll just say that. Parades start as early as the beginning of January, and then they go all the way to uh, – now, it, it changes every year. It could be uh, as early as February 12th could be uh, – like Mardi Gras, it's the main Mardi Gras day, which is Fat Tuesday, or it could be as late as what it was uh, yesterday, you know, on the, what was that, the 25th? So it changes every year based off of uh, when Easter is going to be set up. But what it is is you have Lundi Gras, which is Monday, Fat Tuesday, which is your, your last day of, of big celebrations. But it's, it's your two biggest uh, parades are down here, Rex and Zulu. And then the following day is Ash Wednesday, which is like, I guess in, in a religious sense, is like repenting for all the madness you just went through, uh, you know, <laughs> while you guys were out partying. Um, but Fat Tuesday is like Mardi Gras day. It is is the, the height of all um, the celebration that's going on. Huh. Well, the more you know. And the more you know. <laughs> it's like I did not. When I think of Fat Tuesday, I think of Toonie Tuesday at KFC. That's what I think of. Like Fat <laughs> a Toonie Tuesday, huh? That's insane. That sounds funny. Yeah. Like that, that's what I think of when I hear Fat Tuesday is some kind of like special at like a burger place, like McDonald's or Wendy's or something. <laughs> uh, what I'm trying to remember, uh, Toonies and Loonies. That's all. Uh, that's coins, right? Yeah, it's our one dollar and two dollar up here. That is awesome. <laughs> yeah, and we got our we got our standard dime, nickel, and quarter. And uh -huh. then instead of having like a one and two dollar bill, we have a loony and a toonie. Dude, that is so five, awesome. <laughs> and our bills are made out of plastic. You know, I've actually seen a couple of uh, Canadian bills. They are like colorful, nineties like Pokemon holographic. You know, like they're just beautiful. Like ours is, is just some green cloth, and you gonna, you guys have like some really like. There's even like a see-through park. <laughs> we have maple syrup bills. Really? Yeah, the hundreds. I don't know if they still do it, but when they first came out, like the new ones, if you like scratched it and then mm -hmm. smelt it, it smelled like maple syrup. Man, this is the country. <laughs> this is the real country right here. Like. That is awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's colorful too. You all our bills are separated by color. Yeah, that's we have beautiful. Blue for five, purple for ten, green for twenty, red for fifty, and then maple syrup brown for a hundred. Maple syrup brown. That is awesome. That is super cool, man. I'm not gonna lie. That 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 is so fucking awesome. <laughs> Yeah, and there, uh, yeah, there's a strip, a clear strip in all of them, uh, uh, kind of stops the counterfeits, or it's supposed mm -hmm. to. I don't know if it actually does, but yeah, just wanted to be different, and it doesn't get ruined in the rain. Yeah, you, I'm not gonna lie, uh, that's one way to get different. But it, it, it's what's really cool about it is it's so unique. Yeah, but the big thing is, is if you drop a wad of cash in the snow or in a puddle it ain't getting ruined it's gonna be awesome. mint 
it's not going to get soaked and soggy and then you're going to have to go to the bank and get it exchanged. <laughs> you're just going to have it, you're just going to lay it out and let it dry and you're good. Dude, fuck yeah. <laughs> I can't tell you how many dollar bills I've put through the wash and I'm just like, all right, cool. We're going to we're going to take this wad of money, we're going to put it in the very middle, and we're going to fold that over and put it back in the wallet. <laughs> kind of let it fold it, you know, reupholster itself. That's yeah, we uh, I think I've thrown a fiver in uh in the wash a couple of times and they've come out perfectly fine that's so cool yeah canadian money it's great yeah it's uh it's literally like a child was like i want my money to be colorful in canada's like dude not a problem like <laughs> you should see what we got you know <laughs> that's sick but uh anyway you know back uh back from me learning about canada uh we had some we had a pretty solid you know, uh, during the trade deadline. We had a we had a pretty solid run. Um, I definitely kind of thought we'd have a little bit more moving, but it does not mean that they aren't moving at the end of the season. But three decent trades happened for us. Yeah, I mean the big ones, the uh, the Vantanen trade, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Kukinen, I think yeah. is how you, you got. Uh, it. If I'm saying it right, Yane Kukinen. You got Fred Frederick Clayson. Uh, Clayson and then a 2020 conditional fourth round. The condition uh, is on how many games Vanton plays. If he hits a certain amount, then it becomes a third round pick. Um, and that's big. I think uh, the Hurricanes can really utilize Sammy Vatnin. And uh, they, they had a couple of big moves as well. So, you know, I don't see why he can't jump into the lineup and make a difference for them. And I don't, how many, how many, I, I don't see anything about how many games he has to play for them, but I would, I wouldn't think it's more than, I mean, fuck, I think there's like 16 games left, maybe like a 10-game thing, and then it becomes a third-round pick. It shouldn't be hard. Yeah, it shouldn't be hard, but who knows? Yeah, yeah. It's because Vantanen's hurt. That's why. He's still hurt. There you go. Okay, so that makes sense. All right. But, yeah, it's still no. That's not a bad trade, though, because if he is healthy, you know, I'm sure we would have got right off the back a third-round pick. But because he's hurt, you know, they give him a fourth. That's that's still not a bad move for us. Uh, we did also move Wayne Simmons. We got a 2021 conditional fifth-round pick. Uh, it can turn into a fourth round if the Sabres make the playoffs. I don't see that happening. And Simmons plays 10 games. I'll get, he's going to play 10 games, but I don't know if uh, I don't know if Buffalo is going to make it to the playoffs. Um, and I could be wrong. You know, I'm often wrong. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I, I just I just don't see it. This one. <laughs> and then uh louis deming uh you know player for player uh zane mcintyre so yeah that one is literally just to reassure the position in uh in vancouver while giving basically bigminton a goalie because that's where Demi- like louis deming was mm-hmm. gonna go and you know, it just solidifies the back, like the starting role in Binghamton instead of losing a goalie for nothing. Because Markstrom's hurt, they're not sure for how long. Uh, with Demko being the starter, it allows Vancouver to have DiPietro, who's the starter for Utica, in uh, Utica while they're fighting for a playoff spot and have Domingue backing up Demko instead of having to bring DiPietro up yeah, and f- possibly falter in the uh, you know the AHL playoffs because you need your best goaltending prospect in the NHL. Yeah, um, kind of 
I wouldn't say he's he's a he's a a, a top um, goalie. I'm looking at uh at his 19-20 season with uh, Utica. He's got he's played 24 games. He's 11-10 and two. He's got a .894 percentage. And uh, the previous season with the Providence Bruins, uh, kind of the same outcome. It's a eight. It's a .898. Um, he had 25-21 and two. Uh, I'm not. It's one thing I'd love to get more into is being able to find, uh, you know, AHL games and and even even below that. Um, well, that, you can buy an AHL TV package. Really? Yeah. Um, the quality on them is decent. Like it's not mm-hmm. um, like the watching quality. The sound's a little bit off, so I reckon like you may not want to watch it with sound. Uh, from what I've heard. Okay. Um, yeah, like it, it might be off a little bit, you know, just. Yeah, I don't know if this is. Um, yeah, so they're, it's USD. But for the rest of the season, uh, usually 100 bucks, you're at sixty four ninety nine For an all-access, you get every team. Hmm, that's uh, not bad. If, if you wanted to get just a single team home and away, it's thirty four ninety nine. So for thirty bucks more, you get everybody. Uh, everybody, uh, and then you know you can do a monthly pass at twenty bucks. Okay, but you get you get access to to everything. So if you're interested, that's the way to go. Right, that's not bad. Uh... Yeah, I learn a little bit more every day, but uh, but man, it's it's so hard to find hockey down here. Um, but that would be that'd be something I'm definitely interested in looking up, you know, because our future tends to, you know, why not why not get a good look at uh what could be coming up soon, and um, it's something I've never really got a chance to watch yet, and I'm sure I'd, I'd enjoy it. Yeah, and I mean, you could also, uh, since since you're in the states and you're in Louisiana, you could still buy the uh the nhl live game pass mm-hmm. so right now it's half a season obviously it's 120 but it includes all playoff games and all nhl mm. and since you're always out of market you'll be able to catch everything nice there's also the the monthly pass um and you can pay 25 bucks a month and cancel whenever you want you know if you and then I know I think come playoffs you can buy just like strictly a playoff pass. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure how much it's going to be, but yeah. Um. Now, now that uh, you know, sad as it is uh, for me, uh, that Reddit has been disbanded for the NHL streams. I know there's alternate alternate ways to watch it, but uh, I'm getting to a point to where like I want to have a solid uh, watching experience, and you know now that. Now that I'm doing stuff like this, it's more important for me to actually get to watch a full game and not have to refresh so often. So I've been leaning more towards finding a package like that that could, you know, keep me in the loop a little bit better. Yeah, and I mean, I definitely recommend it for anyone who's listening and they're like, oh, I want more hockey. Um, I definitely I recommend it. Uh, as someone who I hate blackouts, I hate them with a passion. Mm-hmm. I've been debating it and I'm probably going to get it for the start of next season because I've caught myself not watching as much hockey because of the blackouts. And I just, you know, when there's 10 games on and I can only watch one, 
I have no, in, and it's a game I don't want to watch. Like I'm not going to bother with it. Right. Understandable. Well, um, I mean, there was a bunch of, I would say more of the crazy side of trades going on. There were some decent trade for trades, but a lot of it was a little oversaturated. And if you wanted to move somebody, you had a great chance of a great uh, return for yeah. just about anybody. Uh, Barkley Goodrow being being the number one I can think of. Yeah, I think that is due to uh, his contract, right? Yeah, because he he was he was I want to say he was in the low end of uh, like maybe like a one two. He's nine twenty five k. Nice. Uh, with one year left. And the way Tampa has drafted, losing a first-round pick in a year, they think that, you know, they're going to be a team over the next couple of years that you're going to see their first rounds being traded during the deadline for cheap, quality players like Goudreau. Right. I one one of the ones that really kind of blew my mind, and then we'll get we'll, you know we'll get into the um, you know how the Devils done in their last game, but the uh, the Robin Leonard to um, to Vegas. So when I was watching it live, uh, the only thing that it had was that he went to Vegas, you know, and it looked like it was going to be just a one on one switch with Malcolm Subban, and I refreshed it and refreshed it, and then way later that night, you know, you found out they got if I'm not mistaken, another player, and then they got a second-round pick, which is which is a lot more understandable uh, for just a one-on-one trade because you got a guy who can, you know, basically be, you know, he he has a starting role. He can he can continue to do that, but uh, we were they were trading him for you know a, a decent a decent netminder. Uh, let's a let's a little bit of uh, some ugly pucks in and a little injury prone. So, but once I saw that it was actually a bigger, a bigger trade than that, it kind of uh, made a little bit more sense to me, but I don't know, I guess over here, maybe we're not getting it as fast as everybody else, but that blew my mind. So I thought it was just trade for trade and I thought something was crazy in the water over there. Cause uh, <laughs> that didn't make sense. Yeah. I mean, I think it was a trade where I'm pretty sure Subban is under contract uh next season and they weren't sure what's happening with Leonard they may have not felt confident in Mm -hmm. contract uh, negotiations okay but for me it's one of those deals where you have to make if you don't yeah well he's not under contract next year but he is under Subban's uh, RFA and he's arbitration eligible eligible so he's under team control anyways but I think it's one of those deals where if you don't feel comfortable with him possibly signing you try to get whatever you can in return for him right yeah great uh, great chance to move him but yeah I was just talking to Mason at Habs nightly last night about it and I got that wrong because I was I was still looking at an unrefreshed page where it was just the one-for-one trade but uh, we went into talking about um, there's a great amount of solid UFAs this uh, coming up this offseason. And uh, it was, you know, the trade deadline was a, pretty quiet for a good amount of teams. And uh, I can start to see why, you know, maybe not making the uh, the fast move. There was no need for some teams to to try to, to, to force it right now when you could easily 
make better movements at the end of the season. And, um, you know, at first I was a little puzzled while we weren't seeing a little bit more action. And it seemed to be like the same teams just going back and forth. Ottawa being one who just, in my opinion, absolutely took the uh, the trade deadline and has really solidified a great future. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it's also the fact that you're not – when was the last time, uh, a, especially rentals, helped a team win a cup? It, okay. just, it hasn't been – like the last big name as a rental, I believe, was Rick Nash, and he did nothing during Boston's playoff run when they got eliminated in the second round. Right. So it's a gamble no matter what you do or how you handle it, but you're better off – sticking to what you know and like the team I like that you have than putting all your marbles in the basket. Like it's just, it's easier, it's safer and a lot less detrimental to the team overall. If you were to do that. Yeah. So my, my mind went a little, a little other place. I thought of uh, now I could be wrong and think of this. I could be just like misunderstanding it, but I was thinking like, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, like like Carl Haglin when he got moved to uh, to Pittsburgh or like um, uh, he came from Nashville. I'm trying to think of his name. Went to Pittsburgh as well. Um, I think he got like the game winner their first cup of the two. But anyway, that's what I was. Th- those were the minds I went to of uh, of people getting picked up at the trade deadline and then making an impact in the game. Oh but, yeah, when it looks like uh, if you're talking Horn, bottom uh, six, Hornquist, I believe. There's you know, Patrick Hornquist. Yes. Yeah. There's like there's definitely some value in rentals or trading at the deadline, but you want players under contract mm-hmm. instead of players who are gonna be one and done and you're giving up an arm and a leg for, which is why signing Pajot for the Islanders was a good thing because you gave up, you know, a first and a second for a guy who could have walked at the end of the year for nothing. Okay. And you may have not even won a playoff round. Hell, you could not have even won a game in the playoffs. Right. So signing Pajot, you know, it makes it worth it. But, you know, there's also the possibility that you don't even make the playoffs. Like, they're on the bubble right now. Mm-hmm. You know, they falter a couple of games. Carolina kind of plays relatively well. Uh, and now, you know, when you get the Rangers – uh, there's multiple situations where the Islanders could make, make uh, miss the playoffs this year. So, and with the way the draft lottery is set up, the Senators could easily get three top ten picks. Really? Yeah. I'm gonna pull that up. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, and just a little teaser for everyone out there. Uh, we do have something interesting coming you guys' way in the short. In the short, I guess I would say. Uh, I guess the right way to say it would be in the short term. Uh, some some big news is coming our way from the Hockey Podcast Network. A uh, a possible great, you know, a great chance for you guys to to do a little something out of the ordinary. And uh, I'll leave it at that. But uh, from what I've been reading, it sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun. Okay, I'm looking at it now. That is insane. Uh, You're talking about the thing with uh, the two things that start on Sunday. Yes. <laughs> oh, well, we can talk about that. Okay. All right, cool. Uh, that's yeah, we, I've, uh, I've been given the clear to, to start promoting it. It's just nothing will get done. Like, until it it won't start until March 1st. 
All right, well, fuck everybody. So uh, we're about to be uh, – so so as you guys know, we already partnered with CoolHockey.com, but we're about to bring you guys something even crazier. Uh, it's Cool Hockey meeting Tankathon. We're going to have um, – how do you how how would you how did you put this? This is it's a little crazy to bring out, but it is such a great idea. So the Hockey Podcast Network has teamed up with Cool Hockey and Tankathon to bring a hockey podcast network 2020 NHL draft simulator or lottery simulator. The it's pretty simple. You go to Tankathon. You go to their sim lottery. You can do it as many times as you want. You screenshot the, the one that you like, basically. Yeah, the one you like, the best outcome that you like. You uh, will all be sharing it on our individual po- like on our individual networks on the first, but it should also be put out by Tankathon, and you send it. To you, you post it, you retweet it through Tankathon, and you get entered into a draw for a $200 cool hockey gift card that you can use on a New Jersey, uh, really, because that's what they have. But they also have like the mystery box for like if you're Canadian, it's like 180, if you're American, it's like 150, uh, where you kind of just get a random player jersey, it could be a, a vintage Martin Burder sign. Uh, it could be uh, <laughs> Tyler Ennis Ottawa third jersey. Uh, you can also have the chance of getting a thousand dollar gift card in those boxes. Wow! Yeah, so uh, that will be starting for the network on the thirty first. So keep an eye out on Tankathon and the Hockey Podcast Twitters, uh, possibly Cool Hockey as well. Yeah, it'll run from March first to April fourth. Uh, the draft lottery will probably be that week on like the night on that Friday, uh, right before playoffs start. Yeah, it's expected around the eighth or the ninth, somewhere yeah. around there. Last year was the ninth. I would definitely, uh, definitely, if you're listening, make sure you check it out. Put you go to their go to Tankathon's Twitter, uh, go to Hockey Podcast Twitter, go to that little bell and turn notifications on because you don't want to miss it. Uh, Unfortunately, it is one per person, but you tag your friend. You're going to have to follow Tankathon, Cool Hockey, and Hockey Podcast Network to enter. Uh, but yeah, you just retweet it. You post your, uh, your results, tag a friend, and you will be entered into a draw for a $200 gift card for Cool Hockey. Guys, that's awesome. Uh, one, it's free. You know, if you win this $200, say you go with, like Shane was kind of saying, you either get a brand new jersey or you go in for this mystery box and there's a chance for you to get $1,000. And now is this mystery box, is that, is, it's based on team? So like you could put in your team and you would just get a mystery box from? Nope. No, oh, it's really? literally, it's like a, for Canada, it's 180 <laughs> bucks and they send you just a box and you have no idea what you're getting in it. Oh, I've seen wow. people get uh, like I saw one guy who ordered it, and I'm debating on order. Like I want to order it for myself, probably as like a a spring thing. Right. But someone ordered it and got a signed Timu Stolani Anaheim Ducks jersey. I've seen people get you know a Toronto Marner jersey. I've seen oh geez. Like I've seen a, a Gretzky a signed Gretzky Rangers. So you don't really? know what you're getting, but it could be someone big. It could be someone small. 
and they also have this uh, thing going right now as well for Cool Hockey. Uh, if you buy a gift card, you can actually win a gift card. Um, so if you just go to uh, our the contact THPN on our Twitter, it has a bunch of different you know promos for everyone to take a look at but it has a mystery gift card so you have a chance of getting it's a minimum of 50 but you can get a hundred dollars or a 50 dollar gift card folks don't be silly you know this is uh this is this is really great you know uh you definitely you'll never not get what you put in you know you'll either get 50 or more um, in these contests, they're free. Why not, you know? And if you want a Kovalchuk Washington jersey, uh, you can get 25% off if you uh, check out the contact THPN page. Uh, there is a promo code that you can use to uh, get 25% off if you're looking for a new jersey. Um, obviously, as Devils, we don't really have any. But, you know, if you have any friends or whatnot that are looking for it, definitely give it a shot. Yeah, that dude, right on. That's fucking awesome. Uh, but yeah, uh, and even if you guys haven't ever been to Tankathon, it is really unique. Um, it covers covers all covers, geez, covers for all four of the major league sports uh, in the U.S. and Canada, and uh, yeah. Except for NFL. Sorry about that. There should be a CFL one. Uh, that would well, be interesting. Well, it has NFL. Right? It has NFL, NBA. And MLB, uh, NHL. MLB, and NHL. But uh, definitely fun. And what's cool about it is is that you guys can resend this until you absolutely get the miracle, you know, the miracle simulation that you would want for your team. You can even go as far as hitting the mock draft and see what would be your best selection for the pick you got in the first – uh. What is it? The first fifteen? Yes. Uh, first thirty. It should first be 30? the first thirty. Nice. Yeah, it should be the full full thirty. So you literally just go to tankathon.com. Uh, you click NHL. You do the NHL home, and you hit sim lottery. I just did it. Ottawa won the draft lottery yeah. with their uh, own pick. I just clicked mine as well. I got Ottawa moved up from second to first. They also have the fourth and the twenty second. And for us New Jersey fans, we have uh, looks like the ninth pick. And the twenty eighth pick from Vancouver. You should but also gosh, you should have three in this because I have New Jersey at seven. Oh, number six. Sorry, that's that's yeah. their own personal one. So you got six and nine, and and guys, you can keep clicking this, and, and see if you can get New Jersey up to you know three and three and higher. Like there's always a chance you can just just about burn out your your mouse clicking it until you get exactly what you want. You screenshot it, you know, and just follow the rules. This is this is easy, and if you win, man. That is so awesome. <laughs> I just did it, and I had Ottawa, New Jersey, Arizona, because Arizona's top three protected. Oh, and I just did it, and Ottawa went one-two with Buffalo going third and Detroit <laughs> going fourth. That's nuts. Unfortunately, New Jersey went seven and tenth, but, hey, that's still pretty good. Two picks in the top ten, I'll take it. Absolutely. I'm going to take a picture of that and send it to the group just because. <laughs> piss off some of the guys. Gaslight some people. <laughs> yeah, I just piss off Matthew from. Yeah. 
from brothers of discussion <laughs> brothers of discussion anyway uh if you guys listened to to last week's episode uh well well not last week's uh just the last episode for not only the devil's advocates but shane's personal senator's podcast the frozen biscuit uh really fun collaboration we did with not one but two different podcasts well i guess it was three. a long episode super long we broke it down that way you guys can get a little exposure on onto both of them uh but these guys are funny uh matthew and his brother um i think it's michael uh their their podcast is hilarious uh just just a really uh they understood they were coming into this at a bad season and have really uh made it fun and informative at the same time and then the capitals those two guys are absolutely insane uh Pauly cupcakes and hockey trolls, uh, they, I mean, I guess it's, it's a lot easier to come up with interesting things to talk about when your team's doing pretty damn well. You're making good moves in the offseason, regardless of, uh, you know, him saying that there's, they don't want to move too many people around in, in the lineups to bring in these new guys, which makes sense. But uh, that Matt Green situation between uh, uh, Matt and, and hockey trolls was hilarious. And uh, I'm glad we got to, to have it live and, and not just in our personal, uh, personal little, um, you know, messaging group. Yeah, it was, uh, it was fun to to get some of those guys going. <laughs> not gonna lie, it was fun. It's yeah. nice trolling the Shane, troll. Shane knows Shane knows how to get me going. He just brings up Montreal and his uh, his lack of Yo, faith, his lack of faith see, in the group. <laughs> did you see what they did? Did you see the disrespect they gave? Oh, what they uh cocking the emmy bottlehead night was the other night in montreal problem is cocking the emmys in yeah, laval in, in the ahl team that did, he's not even there for his own bobblehead night yeah, it's a little silly i would have uh i would have postponed it not gonna lie like what made you think like that was a good idea well, I guess at the time he was still there when they when they made the thing in the beginning of the season. But uh, that's that's a de- that yeah, that's a definite error on their part. They could have swapped with another teammate or just held it off altogether. Maybe made it a hat night. Maybe made it a uh, you know a puck night. It does, there was something they could have did better than that. And uh, we like, shot ourselves just... in the foot in that one. And I deserve to hear Shane's fucking bullshit about <laughs> how much he discussed so in Montreal, it. like. And the thing is, though, is that because it's Montreal, no one's going to say anything. If that was, like, if that was Ottawa, if that was New Jersey, if that was Carolina, people would be like, oh, the disrespect, the this amateur organization, this, that, and the other <laughs> thing. But since it's Montreal, no one cares. Everyone's like, oh, it's Montreal. It, it either no one cares because they have the respect for Montreal or no one cares because Montreal doesn't know what the hell they're doing nine times out of ten, so no one should be surprised. Well, anyway, let's get let's get to a little a little devil's talk. Uh, you know, at the end of the last episode, we talked uh, briefly about going into this next game against against the Red Wings, and we did great. You know, it's a four to one victory. I mean, this is this is like you said before to me when I was you know trying to be cock, and you were like, "This is a game you're supposed to win." And it shut me down. I was like, fuck, man. Like, he's just too good at comebacks. Uh, <laughs> but, man, uh, we were just a power play a phenom, you know, in this game. Three power play goals. Joey Anderson, I mean, 
two episodes back, we were pumping this kid's tires, and he's back at it again. He's got three and uh, I want to say the last five or six games. And then the second period, two power play goals. We got Jesper Bratt, Kyle Palmieri. And then the third period, uh, Valtteri Fipula gets his power play goal. But Nikita Gusev just closes it out with another power play goal. Three for the night. This is this is huge for us. Uh, once again, our face-offs are, are back to normal. Uh, we're sitting at 55 over 45 on them. We even had more shots on goal. Not by much, but, hey, man, that's, that's, that's a positive for us. It, especially when we're moving, you know, we're, we're in the process of moving players. Uh, with Coleman not being here, you know, we showed that we there is an offense that can be made, even though it's with against a very easily beaten team in the Red Wings. But three out of five power play, I think that's great. Eh, it could have been better. <laughs> Absolutely, it could have been better. We beat them on the power play. We, we what, for three goals on the power play, one at even strength? Yes. Man, we would have went to overtime if we didn't have those power play goals. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, and if I'm not mistaken, there was this, like, kind of silly altercation that happened in this game. Uh, P.K. Subban, uh, I know there was there was a little bit of, uh, you know, there was a little bit of movement af- after the whistles. But uh, P.K. Subban goes and throws his glove at, uh, man, who, uh, oh, it was at Bertuzzi. And then as they're, as they're being pulled away from each other, Bertuzzi just takes his glove and just throws it at him too. Just kind of like almost tummy sticks at that point. You know, there was no uh, – and if I'm not mistaken, there was, a, there was a really big cross check that kind of started all of this. But a little silly to just kind of throw a <laughs> – to throw a, a, a glove, you know. Yeah, I uh... – they're bottom feeders. Why are you acting like you're in game seven of the Eastern Conference final? <laughs> I don't I just, get it. I just I just thought it was silly, you know, like uh if you guys are gonna be in a confrontation like that, like why would you take a glove off and just throw it? Like that's so it's so childish, you know. But it still was funny. It's two teams that are really struggling this year. And, you know, we were just getting the better of the Red Wings, which is what everybody's done except for the Canadians. But all in all, I, uh great game for us. I would have been really you know, demoralized if we lost this one. And I'm, I'm glad we were able to capitalize on it. And if we lost this game, everyone better sent, be sent home and then just call up Binghamton. Right. <laughs> just do a big swap. Let's just, let's just try the new guys out. But, man, if if I'm not mistaken, that's, that's three games in a row for us. Um, and then we're going into tomorrow night against the San Jose Sharks. Ooh. No, I'm hoping for a win. Let's go, baby. Look, Let's get that W. They had some movements, you know. Um, excuse me, folks. You had Goodrow move. Um, you had Patty Marlowe move. Joe Thornton wanted to be traded. Uh, it didn't happen. And now you have, as of last night, um, their captain, uh, Logan Couture, is back. But I don't think that – I don't think he's going to make as big of an impact coming back as – let's say last year when the whole team was just an offensive uh, machine. You still got oh, a lot, okay. a lot of so big injuries. And we beat them 2-1 uh, last time. And I think it'll be a close game again. But, I, hey, man, we're, 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 you know, we're trading people, but we're playing almost better than we did when we, before we made the trade. So uh, they're riding a three-game win streak right now. I don't see why we can't take, take on a San Jose who's – who's struggling worse than us at this point. You know, they're one – they have uh, – we're 25, 27, and 10. They're 26, 33, and 4. 
So, I mean, we have, we have an advantage uh, as far as, like, if we take them to overtime, it looks like we'll get the W, you know. But I think, I think we can close this out before it even gets to overtime. To be fair, we're 7-3 and three in our last 10 with three in a row. So, we're 4-3 and three in our last – in the last seven before. The San Jose Sharks are 4-6, and six, losing five in a row. So, you know, in their last 10, they – they're sitting. They were four and one uh, over their last five before this five-game losing streak. So it's going to be interesting. But go New Jersey. Uh, kind of sucks though because I rather you're in that in between because if you win, you leapfrog. If Chicago loses and you and New Jersey wins, we leapfrog Chicago and pull further away from a lottery pick. Hmm. So either we win and Chicago wins or San Jose loses or San Jose wins and Anaheim wins and we drop down closer to a lottery pick. <laughs> so it's very mixed. Right. Like, so at least like we, don't, we, don't, we don't really uh, want to be winning too, too much. Yeah. Well, you do, but you don't. And that's the thing with yeah. the – like for New Jersey, because you're not really admitting to a full rebuild because you still have Palmieri. And if you didn't have Palmieri, like if, if we still have Palmieri, if you wanted a full rebuild, you would have traded Palmieri. Absolutely. So, like, obviously, I want New Jersey to win because San Jose deserves to suck. But, you know, it's, we can't win too much. We don't want to, you know, if if you go on Tankathon right now, the one that that is presented to you right away normally has us sitting around the nine, the the six and nine area, and it's like yeah, like you, this team wins, and that's awesome. You you they're getting a little bit of chemistry going. They're getting the you know, they're getting a positive outlook. But then at the same time, it could definitely hurt us in the long run, as far as where we draft. Um, I still don't think we'd fall outside of the top ten. But still in all, you know, uh, I'd like to see us get a, a, a higher pick than than 10. But I don't know. It, it, it's so conflicting. You know, your team almost looks like it's got, it's got this type of uh, – this mini wave that they're riding. You know, it's only a three game. But this is big for a team that's kind of struggled the way that they did this year. And, um, you know, it, it kind of sucks that now we're sitting like, fuck, like why are you guys starting to get a connection now when it's better for us to just kind of uh, – here and there win some games, keep us in the same area. I don't think we're going to win enough games to make a significant fall for us to fall out of the top 10. But Right now they have us sitting at 6th and 10th with uh, Arizona's pick. Uh, ideally, you know, since Arizona's top three, if they can drop to four and we go to one or two, that'd be pretty cool. Do, you know, imagine if Ottawa and New Jersey picked one, two, three, four. Like it was Ottawa, New Jersey, <laughs> Ottawa, New Jersey. Oh, man. That won't happen because Detroit can only drop to fourth. Right. But that would be hilarious if that was a possibility. <laughs> I would die laughing. I would honestly just – that if that's how the draft lottery worked out, where if Ottawa and New Jersey had four out of the f- first five picks, it would be hilarious. <laughs> like – I, uh, you would definitely hear it from uh, that would be an, an episode to listen to the uh, the brothers of discussion just to he dropped to fourth <laughs> he dropped to fourth Ottawa picks one two New Jersey picks three and five wow 
Oh man, that would be hilarious. I would love it. I think it would be great. Well, you guys, you guys really made off great. You guys have a solid, I think it's 17 picks this year. Or, uh, it's 13. It's 13. 13, in, 13 this year, seven in the first two rounds. That is insane. And then y'all have what, uh, three in the, in the third round? Uh, if I'm not two, mistaken. Two or three? Uh, Even all, man, you guys have ridiculous. really made out very well. Very well. Yeah, we have four in the second, three in the first, two in the third, uh, one, one, two, none. For now. None. <laughs> yeah, for, for now. now. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure there'll be a lot more. Uh, you guys seem to just be the uh, the trade the the uh, the draft pick magnets right now, man. Just. I also wouldn't be surprised if we ended up with a couple of bad contracts. You know. Uh, unfortunately, Vancouver may want to doesn't have a first, mm-hmm. but you know, looking at maybe Kopitar. I mean, he has a no move clause, so it's going to be hard. I would think. I don't even know. It's hard to tell who would be available come the summer uh, for in terms of like move, getting their taking on a contract Mm -hmm. but there's definitely going to be some that that get there okay which will make things interesting because i would expect ottawa even new jersey should be looking at taking on contracts for like picks right just uh like kind of like uh who who took who took uh who took david bacchus Anaheim, but if you can get like a Jack Johnson kind of contract, a Louis Erickson. Right. Problem is Louis Erickson has a no trade, so he's gonna have to sign off on it, which is probably why he hasn't been moved. You know, you might be able to get rid of Schneider for a bad contract. Right. Like because I don't yeah, Schneider has one year left and he has a no trade, but you can or he has two years left with a no trade. Whew, doozy. <laughs> um, um. Go ahead. But, you know, Dustin Brown, minimum no trade. So I wouldn't be surprised to see things like that happen. Jonathan Quick could be something, could be one that moves. James Neal and Edmonton. There's definitely some some wiggle room. Yeah, absolutely. Uh I was listening I was listening to the uh the San Jose affiliate that we have, the uh Stick Hungry podcast, and they they even pushed the notion of uh with them taking on such a big contract with, with Eric Carlson and the fact that him and Brent Burns are almost ideally the same player out there. Um, based off of stats this season, uh, Carlson has really kind of uh, pushed past Brent Burns, and they were saying as far as if, if a trade needed to be made, they said, now hear this, it's a little crazy. Uh, they were like, okay, we'll send Brent Burns, Aaron Dell, who's also going to be a, a UFA this season, um, to Dallas for a, you know, aging Jamie Ben and Anton Hudobin. And um, at first I was a little like kind of stunned by it, but it, it could almost make sense. And you could kind of see that happening. You know, both, both goalies are going to be uh, UFAs this season and it would really benefit, it would benefit San Jose and uh, getting in more of a, a bruiser that can also score, you know, you're losing Barkley Goodrow, who hasn't 
been the, the most successful goal scorer. I think he had eight, eight goals this season. But this team is really in need of, of an extra hand uh, in, in offense. And, and not just that, uh, another fighter, you know, losing Brendan Dillon and Barkley Goodrow, those were the, the two almost, you know, what's left of an enforcer in this league over there. Um, and then Dallas would be getting a, a veteran and, and Brett Burns who can definitely, if utilized right, it has a great offensive chance on his slap shots. And even even if he moves in, uh, he's got a great wrist shot. His hands are really nice. And then uh, the problem with that being would be the Aaron Dell situation. Uh, I think that what would fuck that whole trade was the fact that Bishop and Hudobin uh, have just become one of the better tandems in the league right now. And I don't see them wanting to mess with that too much. Yeah, I think the problem with this deal is Dallas doesn't need a defenseman. Right. Like, you're getting four years older. At, yeah, you're saving a million and a half because Burns is eight while Ben is 9.5. and But Ben's 30, and he'll be 31 heading into next season while Burns is about to turn 35. And he had like he had his contracts until he's forty, so paying that extra, you know, million and a half for the same five years, you're getting someone until he's thirty six, instead of until he's forty. Uh, I think you know let San Jose, uh, unless they're willing to give up an arm and a leg, let Doug Wilson and San Jose sleep in the bed that they made for themselves. Like, I don't feel any sympathy towards San Jose or their situation because their general manager is the one who put them there because he wants to overpay for nothing. And this is right. the problem for it. You, know, you have Evander Kane, Logan Couture, Timo Meyer, all at five plus. To be fair, Timo is only 23. He has three more years at six mil. He'll be 26, 27. He's an RFA, but how much is he? How much more is he going to want? You still right. have Evander Kane until he's probably thirty-three, and you have Couture until he's thirty-five. You have Vlasic at seven mil. Holy hell! Yeah. Until he is, he's turning. He'll be thirty-three at the end of this year. And he has six more years. So he's going to be like 40 or 39, 40 when he were like when his contract's up. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you have Carlson until he's almost about 38, about 37. Yeah. So you have three defensemen until they're almost 40 under contract. That's ridiculous. Yeah. They're going to have to do some type of offloading. Um, Maybe not right away, you know, but uh, definitely that it's just a lot of money to retain and, and to people that you know are significantly, significantly going to, uh, you know, to just their play is going to deteriorate. Yeah, it's kind of sad. Like San Jose has, has dealt themselves a hand that they're going to have troubles keeping a lot of guys. Mm-hmm. And you know what? That's exactly what happens. Like, when you overspend for guys that have no reason to be being spent like that. So just for, for an example, like, you know, uh, I just closed out my, 
my uh, my franchise on on NHL 20, and now you got you know I got like a, I got like 17 you know free agents. Um, my top three is like Connishiri, uh Spurgeon, and Gustafsson. All want upwards of of like a nine million dollar contract, three to five years. These are a two twenty eight year olds and a thirty year old. I just think it's a little ridiculous. Now, granted, you know they I, they didn't make barely any money coming into my team. Uh, you know, I think the highest paid was at five, which was uh, Jared Spurgeon. But my top players on my team are getting paid. I think uh, I think both Duchesne. And Panarin are at eight seven five, and that's for six years. Now I'm now I'm sitting in the in the box of playing with, you know, I got these older guys wanting upwards of nine. That's not fucking happening. So if they're not willing to drop them, they're just gonna have to go. That's, so this that's is kind of what San Jose is gonna be dealing with for a long time. Yeah, including Martin Jones. Who yeah. is under contract until he is either like until he is thirty four, which isn't bad, but he's a um, just under six million dollar cap hit uh, for the next four years, and he's turning he just turned thirty, so. And you can already see the deterioration falling into uh, into Martin Jones's play. And I think that's just overall team. He hasn't been great, but the team hasn't been much better. Yeah, but I mean, I like last year. It was just nonsense. You had the offense. We had the offense, but their defense itself has been trash. Yeah, oh, uh, Eric Carlson. Like, like it's crazy. You see the numbers, and it looks good, but like defensively, they're not playing well. Like even last year, they were not playing well at all. Like, yeah, they were they were more offense than they were defense. It was like we're gonna try to outscore the opponent and not make it a tough game on their end. No, and it's ridiculous. Yeah, absolutely. Sorry we got off of uh, <laughs> off of New Jersey a little bit. But, you know, we only had, what, the one game in between the last time we talked. So there's not much more to talk about. We are going into play San Jose. San Jose's hurting still, even with the resurgence of Logan Couture. You're still missing Eric Carlson. He's out for the rest of the season among uh, – Thomas Hurdle is going to be out. I think he's he's out for the rest of the season as well. Um, there's just it's just not looking up for them, and at least for us, we have we have uh, solidity and and healthiness right now. You know, we're playing. We got Heisha back. Uh, Jesper Bratt's looking really good. That that uh, Joshua Anderson is looking great. You know, I just think this is another win for us. This is we're gonna go into a four game win streak. Uh, it's got to be one. You know, if not the highest. Uh, you know, it's got to be the runner-up as, as to most games won by this team in a row in the season. I think so, actually. So. I think, I think their season high is like four or five. Well, man, uh, if it's at four, we're tying it, you know, come tomorrow. I don't see San Jose having a lock on us. I think Blackwood is going to – he's he's looking good right now as well. His team really shows that no matter uh, who we trade right now, they, they kind of – these young kids have – have got a, a little bit of juice going their way. So I'm excited to watch the next game. Yeah, so am I. I uh, well, I don't know if I'll be able to watch. I don't think it'll be on locally. But well, it I is def- a free game. So uh, if that if that benefits, it is a free game on NHL. Oh, might have to watch it then. Yeah, so uh, that's awesome. Um, 
I guess we could start to wrap it up. Um, folks, I would, I would definitely check out Tankathon before, uh, before the festivities start. Um, it's really fun. It's, I, I find it very interesting. Also, you can go and take a look at the UFAs and RFAs that are going to be, you know, available come the end of the season. Uh, there's some really nice names out there. And a definite chance is maybe if you're not just a, uh, a New Jersey fan, you can kind of picture some great moves happening in the offseason this year. Uh, Shane, why don't you uh, – if you got – you want to plug away real quick and then we'll, yeah. we'll start to head uh, out. You can find me at FrozenBiscuit92 or at Shane underscore Ryan97. That's awesome. And definitely give Shane's other podcast a listen. It is just as – he's just as informative on here as he is with the Senators. And it's a team that I don't follow as much as I, I really should. And it's a lot easier to keep up with them with listening to Shane. He's actually quite funny. And he does tend to hide little silly – uh, shade at, at other teams pretty well. And I think, I think that's very fun. Um, but you guys can find me Bayou Benders at uh, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, all Bayou Benders. Um, I'm really excited about this next game tomorrow, especially with it being free now. I love, I love seeing that, you know, that's a game I can watch very easily. Um, but I think that's a win for us and um, fuck it. You know, uh, as always, let's go devils and uh, let's have a good game tomorrow and we'll see you guys come Monday. Yeah, it should be a good one. Go Devils. Um, but yes, definitely do the Tankathon. Keep an eye out on our socials uh, for updates on that. Absolutely. You guys have a great weekend. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.